0: Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with
1: Zach Bass
0: and that dude who looks like an illiterate wolverine. (laughs) Randy, get over here.
1: What's going on, Bills Backers? We've got a special guest for you tonight. We've got Sterling in the house. Um, Sterling is of Cover One, The Hoof Podcast. You definitely need to check it out. I love listening to him. Uh, Sterling, when can they listen to you and on what platforms?
2: So we are on all uh, major social media platforms. We have a live show on Tuesday night that you can find on YouTube and Twitter. If you just go to the Cover One page, look up The Hoof Live, you'll find us there. And then on Fridays, our podcast drops on, uh, you know, like uh, Spreaker, iTunes and so forth. That that comes out on Fridays. So we got two for you. So if you get tired of uh, hearing us once, you can hear us again twice a week on Friday.
1: Awesome. And it's, it's exciting. We've got so many contributors in the Buffalo Bills podcasting world that there's never a shortage of content, which I listen to the Bills content all week at work. I'm playing podcast after podcast, and yours is definitely in my rotation. Um, oh, man, it, I
2: appreciate that.
1: It, it's exciting just to listen to everybody's takes. And I think, you know, we're a family. Everybody. Absolutely. It, it's nice to get other podcasters on our show and just introduced you to our backers who may not be listening to your show um where can they follow you on twitter uh yeah you can follow me on twitter uh at Burroughs sterling that's my last
2: name and then my first name i don't have a cool twitter handle i'm kind of lame that way but uh i try to provide really good content a very unbiased not homer take that's what we have anthony uh, and eric for on our podcast the homers but i try to keep it
1: real so i keep it a buck Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break before the show starts. So thank you. And that's all. Wow. Huge win. Um, First time that they've won the division since I've been alive. Um, Last time was 1995. I would have been a newborn baby at the time. Um, So it feels great. Not going to lie. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, since 1995, I think I was 12
2: years old. Now, I say I think because as you get old, you forget how old you actually are. So, But I'm pretty sure I was at or around 12 years old. Um, I don't even know, like, was Gangster's Paradise the song of the year in 95? I don't freaking know, but um, (laughs) that's what I want to think. So we're going to go with that. That's when Montel Jordan was cool. This is how we do it. That's when he was cool.
0: Montel was huge.
2: Right. I was Every, six. Everybody wanted to be Montel Jordan or Cisco. I don't. You know, it was a toss-up. Yeah, that that was. I huge. wanted to be
0: a little. I wanted to be a little bit taller. No way. That's not Cisco.
2: <laughs> you mean a baller, shot caller?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, huge. I'm feeling great. I I was a lot more stoic than I thought I would be. After that win,
1: yeah, definitely. And I noticed after giving up that first touchdown to Denver, I turned to my wife and said, You know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Defense will settle in. It's fine. Um, sure enough, they did. They came out and put on a show. Um, defense is playing the best football that they've played all year, um, the last few games. So it's looking good heading into playoffs that we're able to finally rest our players. Thank God, because we had some injuries happen and I my heart kind of skipped the beat a little bit there. So just make it through a couple more weeks.
2: I know, dude, it's uh, dude, it's really cool because I was talking to the guys last night. We did a uh, like a little Zoom call and I w- we were talking about how like. The one, the playoff berth of 2017 was, that's kind of like the appetizer. And then this year is like, it's the main course. Like, we actually earned this one. You know what I'm saying? And there, I was talking to grown men last night that were crying on Zoom because they're so happy. Like, it's just cool to like be a fan of a team that's actually good now
1: it's it's sweet there's no better feeling um i i just i don't know what to think i do want to make sure that we win um our first playoff game hence the shirts that they came out with one not done um and i think we're able to do it and that's that's really the next step here is just to win a playoff game you've got the home field advantage that's great um so we've got a couple weeks to rest the starters get them ready for the upcoming games i know we'll talk about that later whether we're going to even play for the number two or if it even matters, but you know, it's exciting. It's, it's huge.
2: No, it's big time, man. It's big time. man. you know what though? It's like, you know how like typically we're in the, in the hunt graphic. We don't even have to worry about in the hunt graphic anymore. Cause we're like, we're that team. Think about that for a second. Like people around the, around the league, uh, people that I, that I talk to, Like, the Bills are a real contender. Like, people are actually taking them
1: seriously. Isn't that crazy? It is. And to see people giving the team the respect that it deserves after having a few huge wins against the Steelers, the 49ers, now the Broncos, which, I mean, they were missing a lot of key players, um, but it, it doesn't matter to me. You can only beat what's on your schedule. And we beat a lot of great teams, including the Seahawks this season and the Rams. So...
0: I mean, it, uh, whoa whoa can we say the rams are a great team
1: <laughs> i didn't i mean adam gage just managed to screw the one thing he had going for him I, I i don't even know what to think it's the greatest feeling in the world if they even thought they were going to trade sam Darnold and, and get trevor Lawrence, it's not happening now there's no way he's he's gonna have to accept the fact of being a jaguar with good old doug marone
2: <laughs> hey, that, you know, it, they they won today in a very Jetsy kind of way. I think the Rams are still a good football team. Uh I mean, look, it's tough to go 0 and 17, 0 and 16 or whatever. Uh they they had to win one, right? And and it would be against a really good team. That's that's how effed up the the, the, the Jets are and Adam Gase is, dude. It's 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 kinda it's kinda dumb. Like you're gonna fire the defensive coordinator because he kind of screwed the game up last week, right? But you're gonna go out and you're gonna like, what, what, what are we doing here? Is there is there a plan of action? Is, are we are we looking ahead or like, that's my whole thing with the Jets. Like, do we ever look ahead? Do we ever plan ahead? Because it sounds like they don't.
1: Yeah. And there's just all kinds of things happening on in our division this week. Um, look at Stephon Gilmore, um, potentially out for a majority of next season. If it comes out that he has a torn ACL, um, it, it didn't look good. Uh, it looked like non-contact injury. And the thought that they were going to get some key defen- defensive players back next season, now they're going to be missing him for the majority of the season. That's not going to be good. No, it's not. And do we really think that he was going to be a Patriot next year anyways? You know, he did list his house up for the market, so it makes you wonder if he even wanted to be. Um, but – I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that I would think that he would see that there was a sense of direction going with that team, especially with players coming back off the COVID, uh, whatever, where they decided not to play. But I don't know. Probably not. He left Buffalo when he got pissed off. So do you expect anything otherwise?
2: that's true no i guess i guess not i mean he's looking for that next big contract i think that's his that's his thing he wants to get paid again and you know how new england they don't you know once they're once they've uh the money's on the dresser kind of thing that's that's how new england rolls with their players i mean we've seen them let go of so many good players throughout the years i i think you know Stephon gilmore's time it's it's up it's done i think belichick is ready to move on so jc jackson's a really really good corner That'll, that'll fill his spot. I'm not saying J.C. Jackson's anywhere near as good as Stephon Gilmore, but, I mean, he is producing, so that's yep. a good sign.
1: And speaking of cornerback play, um, I think Johnson had a day yesterday. He almost had an interception again for two, two weeks in a row. Um, seemed like he's playing on all cylinders. Um, same with Trey White. Trey White was playing very well, had that stinger mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. But our cornerbacks are playing to the level we want them to. Um, and Trey White even had that strip and, uh, Jerry Hughes returned it for a touchdown, which was the greatest feeling in the world. It looked like he was running like he was Shady McCoy back there holding the ball out. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So yeah, that, that was exciting. I was screaming for joy. And then, you know, one of the other big highlights of the game for me was Devin Singletary busting one at the end. Um, that's just not something you see out of the Buffalo Bills when we're running the football normally. We're struggling, and to bust one with Matt Barkley handing the ball off, it was brilliant. (laughs) I wanted Matt Barkley to
2: start the second half, dude. I was like, you know what, Josh, you've done enough. Okay, let's let's rest you. Let's get you, you know, let's let's ice him up. And I was ready to see the Matt Barkley, dude. I I even tweeted a little something about Matt Barkley uh, to come out in the third quarter, but it didn't happen. So they 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 trotted him out there mid fourth quarter or end of the fourth quarter. And that's cool. I definitely don't want to see Matt Barkley in, like, a real situational football. Yeah, no. That's not – that doesn't bless my soul one bit, but.
1: (laughs) The one thing I would like to see in the next coming weeks, if we are going to bench our players, I know we had from kind of sitting aside so he doesn't get COVID and kind of that emergency quarterback situation. But I would kind of like to see what the kid has, um, just in case you want to draft a backup quarterback, because I don't think Barkley – is our second-string quarterback. I think we need something different next year anyway, and we might as well see if Fromm is that guy. If not, we might need to go get somebody next year. That's
2: a really good – I mean, that's –
1: that. you know, that's an under-the-radar kind of take. I love that
2: because I've always felt that Matt Barkley – I think Matt Barkley is there to – he is the complete opposite of what Josh Allen is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I think he was pivotal and instrumental in Josh Allen's growth thus far, but I don't think that he's the answer for a a long-term number two backup quarterback just because you have to change the entire offense when you have Matt Barkley in the game, you know? So I I think they need to – I think they had the right idea when they had uh, Jackson from Buffalo – University of Buffalo.
1: was his name? Uh, was it Tyree Jackson? Tyree
2: Jackson. But obviously, Tyree Jackson is not very good. Okay, he's not even. He's really not even. He's not even in the league right now. But they do need to get somebody. If you look at like the Baltimore Ravens situation, they got um, you know Lamar Jackson, and then you know you throw in uh, what's the guy's name? I, I'm like brain farting all night tonight. I don't even know why. But uh, um, what's the guy's name? Oh, quarterback for the for the Ravens. Backup quarterback. God, Randy, Baylor, do you know, University of Baylor, uh, with, uh,
1: Robert Griffin the third,
2: Robert Griffin the third. God dang it, I, I don't even know. See, so you have a, you have a glass of wine and then you can't remember anything, dude. Uh, but yeah, kind of like the Robert Griffin the third situation. You need somebody who kind of can spell Josh Allen uh, if if the if, if the situation arises. So the Bills definitely. I think that's a position neat, honestly, when you go into uh, the 21 draft, maybe late round, they can find a guy that kind of has the same athletic profile and, and DNA as Josh Allen. I think you got to, I think you got to investigate that situation.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's just one of those things to me that it, like you kind of hit the nail right on the head with having to change your offense. And this team, with them firing on all cylinders offensively with Diggs and Beasley, both having over 100-yard games, you don't really want to change what you're doing if somehow Josh went hurt. God forbid that happens. We don't want to see that happen, but it, it could. And it scares me. It scares me to death. There, there was that point this season where Josh was down, and I'm like, there goes our season. Um, so I'd like to see them address that backup quarterback role eventually. Um, but they've got a guy on the roster. Why not see what he, what the kids got? Because they didn't get the preseason this year to to see it. And if he is good, cool. If not, maybe you can trade him to somebody who needs a project quarterback. I don't know. You're probably not going to get much for him, but. Right. Anyway, um, the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about was Josh Allen's play as a whole. Um, he's put himself near the top of MVP talk um there's no doubt about that in my mind he he potentially is going to have a fourth afc player of the week i'm hoping i mean he's definitely had the performance to deserve that um especially with how many touchdowns they took off the board there's a possibility he could have had four passing touchdowns two rushing and over 300 yards no interceptions i mean great game by josh allen what do you think sterling
2: uh so okay, so before we even get to the Broncos game, so I, I did a little digging, right? And I and I looked at Jim Kelly's first three years with the Bills, and then I looked at jo- what Josh Allen has accomplished his first three years with the Bills. And you you know how Jim Kelly came out and said, you know, a little while ago that Josh Allen's gonna smash every record that uh that he has. And so far, I mean if you look at uh from a just a pure statistical point of view, not looking at necessarily the X's and O's. Josh Allen is pretty much smashing them and everything. Uh, Josh Allen has 60 60 passing touchdowns in three years to Jim Kelly's uh, 56. Uh, Jim Kelly threw 45 interceptions in his first three years. Josh Allen only has 30. Uh, They're about, Jim Kelly had more yards passing, uh, 9,771 passing yards to Josh Allen's uh, 9,100 so far. But uh, what, what really sticks out to me is Josh Allen has 25 rushing touchdowns in three seasons, and we're not even done with this one just yet. Uh, he is he – is, if, if people out there aren't considering Josh Allen as a, as, a, as a legitimate, bona fide franchise quarterback, and not only, you know, franchise quarterback, but he is in the top three running for uh, MVP – when was the last time we've had a, a, a quarterback that, that we could say that was a, a legitimate MVP candidate? Jim Kelly.
1: <laughs> right. And that's how long ago was that? Yeah. So long ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. Randy, what do you think about all this? Do you think Josh Allen's deserving of this conversation of MVP talk, or do you think it's Bill's fans blowing smoke?
0: Uh, I do think Josh Allen's in the race. I am a bit concerned that Mahomes is still having a fire season. But I think what's going to come down to, honestly, is, and I know that they say postseason play is not supposed to factor into the MVP vote, but we all know that it does. Um, I think it's going to come down to when or if uh, Allen meets Mahomes in the postseason one more time and how that game goes. Uh, that's kind of where I'd be. I know Rodgers is being talked about. I don't know if Rodgers is going to sustain for the mvp race right here it depends on if he really turns it on these last two weeks uh but i'm a little more i'm a little more tempered on the on the josh allen mvp talk i do think he is a franchise quarterback and i'm very happy we have him and i would say he's a top five quarterback in this league but i'm not quite convinced yet that he is an mvp candidate
1: I mean, he, he's making the, the moves that he needs to do. Um, you look at that throw that he had earlier in the game where he was falling down and managed to hit the receiver perfectly, in my opinion, as he's getting tackled. I mean, he he's that type of guy that's making those plays like Mahomes makes. And in my opinion, even though, yes, we've got a great wide receiver core, the one thing we're missing right now, in my opinion, is a tight end. And it seems like Miami has at least four um, that are better than what we have. (laughs) Yeah, you're not lying right there. You're not lying. I was watching that game today, and even with Gusecki out, I was like, who's this guy? And meanwhile, we have Croft inactive every week, and I don't really understand what's going on there. I thought Croft was playing decent for us. Um, And if you're really putting Lee Smith in there to be an extra lineman – why we've got an extra tackle we can throw out there if it's really needed um in ryan bates so i i just don't understand it i think we need that receiving threat at the tight end position like the chiefs have in travis kelsey um that's the one thing i think we're missing that i would like to see also hopefully we can get in the offseason but we might be able to make a move in other ways um but we can make a run without it. I'm not too worried about that. Dawson Knox has his moments, but he also drops a lot of passes, and it seems like he makes Dawson easy, drops. He makes the easiest <laughs> catches look so much harder than what they are. A pro should be making hard catches look easy. It's the opposite for him.
2: No, I think you're. I think I think you uh, you're on something here. Are you, what did you call him? Dawson drops. Is that what you call him?
1: Yeah. Dawson Drop drops.
0: That's my nickname for him.
2: <laughs> so we were on Twitter last night and we were like, uh, that's the, you know, that touchdown catch was the only thing other than COVID that Dawson has caught all year. Like, I agree. Like, his hands are <laughs> stone freaking cold. I mean, it's it's rough. But hold on, before we continue on Dawson I because I agree with everything you guys are saying. Can we talk about my favorite play from Josh Allen of the night? Okay. So Bills are in shotgun, they're in a shotgun Y-flex, uh, Trips left, and you got Kumaro in, 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 the, in the slot, right? Yep. And, and what Josh Allen, I mean, the, the degree of difficulty that you have to, to do as a quarterback is he's playing quarterback. Like, this is, this is what you want to see from your young quarterback. So, I mean, the, you, you see the Broncos in a, in a base cover two defense, and, and what he does to the safety to hold him off and, and, and kind of splits the middle, he threw the ball so hard and it was so accurate that Kumaro did not even know. He was he was like surprised that he caught the ball in the end zone. I mean, if that's not quarterbacking, I don't know what is because that was impressive on so many levels last night.
1: Yeah, that was a rope. That was an absolute rope right, right into his hands. Um, and one thing I talked about last night with some people was why not try him out at the tight end position he's big enough um and it seemed like aaron Rodgers said that he's able to run routes pretty well why not try it out and see what the kid's got he's got size yeah I, i think that's a great idea i mean and you also have duke williams who's stashed on the practice squad i always felt like duke williams would have been a good tight end yeah he he's definitely able to do that and it seems like With him still being on the practice squad, even after the end of last season with the Bills targeting him as much as they did, you would think he'd be open to a position change just to get a chance to play again in the league. So why not try it out? We need somebody who's able to catch the ball, and it's definitely not Dawson Knox. In my opinion, I think he also slows down a little bit when the ball is coming, and I think that's part of it because it seems like normally Allen hits receivers in stride. He's hitting Diggs in stride. He's eating, hitting Beasley in stride, getting how many, how much yak on every single play. But Dawson Knox has to stop and then try to catch it and fall to the ground almost every time. He just needs to keep running.
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't know what – I mean, I thought – you know going into this year that that he would clean up some of his uh inefficiencies catching the football like did he not hit the judge machine enough this off season like <laughs> how can you come in and still have the drops like i just don't get it your whole livelihood is based on you catching the football like is it a mental thing is it you know are your hands too small like i i just don't know
1: Yep, I I agree, and I think you know the hype was was real this off season on Dawson Knox. Everybody was thinking he was going to have a a great year. Um, I was really excited for that, but it seems like there is something off. And I know he did not get as many receptions in college um, with all the receivers he had on his team. He just didn't have the targets that he really needed to develop. So he's kind of raw. And tight end is one of those positions that it kind of takes some time. Um, you you know, we saw Hawkinson really last year not doing a whole lot. Um, he's getting better this year, in my opinion. But it'd be nice to see Dawson Knox next year take that step forward. Or we're, we definitely have to make a move elsewhere if he's not that guy. It seems like this team always is quick to move on from people. Um, we moved on from... Um, who was it we moved on from that I'm thinking of and now I'm not remembering his name he was a guard for us now he's in Cleveland oh Wyatt Teller Wyatt Teller and I love that kid Um, forgot his name for a second there but yeah Wyatt Teller I mean we we got rid of him so quick and we we've done that consistently at other positions including Quentin Spain same position I guess guard but we continuously don't give these guys chances, but yet Dawson Knox continues to make mistakes and they aren't willing to allow that next man up mentality with Croft. Yeah. And there's a
2: reason why I think, I think because Dawson Knox, his athletic profile is through the roof. Like you, you take a chance on him just because if he, if it hits, like you're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know what Tyler Croft is. Now, the Wyatt Teller thing, I think, you know, when you look at Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, when you look at their draft history from Carolina, there's a couple positions that 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 I think they hesitate on drafting on. I think that's offensive line and wide receiver. Outside of Derrick Williams, you can't tell me a good offensive lineman they have drafted uh, and stuck with and developed. Right? You yeah. got Deion Dawkins, right? That was yeah. more McDermott's pick, obviously, but he was a second round pick. But outside of that, wide receiver and offensive lineman. It's been it slim pickings, and they're great on the defense side of the ball. But those are the two positions that that kind of scare me in terms of I don't believe that they can draft and develop correctly. Look at Cody Ford. He played he played guard and tackle at Oklahoma. He comes in, they stick him at tackle, which I was okay with last year, right? Yeah. But now I understand Darrell Williams is really good, but why wouldn't you if you? use Cody, Cody Ford as a swing tackle, but you put him at guard. Now you're you're kind of jacking the kid up. Like he doesn't have a true NFL position. I think he's best suited at guard. So, uh, and now he's injured. So what are we going to get from Cody Ford going into year three? None of us know.
1: Yep. I completely agree. And now I'm worried about Darrell Williams. Um, looked like he was injured. I didn't even notice the play that he went out. Next thing I I knew I saw Niseki in there, um, which Naseki's great. I mean, I honestly kind of forgot we had him just because of what we've had at the tackle position all year, um, but he he came out and did pretty well. But I really wanted to see Daryl Williams be able to stay healthy because of what he did against Watt the week before.
2: Absolutely, I'm all for signing him. I think they need to sign him. Yep, he's a he's a good
1: right tackle. And it, that's going to be the big question for Bills Mafia and the Bills front office. All offseason is Matt Milano or Daryl Williams, and I think you know you might be onto something with the whole de- drafting and developing lo- offensive linemen. If you've got somebody with Williams, I think you need to keep him because they've done a decent job at finding linebackers. They've found Milano, they found Edmonds, they brought Klein in. Um, they're they're able to do things on the defensive side of the ball, but it's it's kind of hard to find. A right tackle in the nfl that's going to do well the first first season yeah no,
2: and, and it's a, there's a there's a shortage on good offensive linemen in nfl i mean that's why you see such a carousel each and every year because you know i don't know what it is they just they just don't grow them like they used to you know back it, you remember like maybe 10 15 years ago where there was always a top tackle or or a good guard and you know rounds two to five that 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 you know okay yeah you don't have to spend a high draft pick on a on a on a guard but they always there was always two or three tackles that were available first round of the draft that we just have not seen that and i i don't understand why
1: yeah i mean you see a lot more guys that and at least from what i've seen you see a lot more smaller offensive linemen coming out in the draft and i think that's that's part of it um A lot of swing guys that can kind of play center guard kind of move them around and the bills have seen a lot of those as depth guys on our team which i think sean mcdermott loves just being able to move guys around true but we really need that bona fide right tackle like we found for the left tackle and dawkins
2: i agree i agree
1: so um one more thing i kind of wanted to bring up this game and i'm going to let randy kind of give his opinion he hasn't been too talkative um is just when you look at our defensive play as a whole what a steal with jordan poyer i don't know what the browns were thinking i i really really have no idea what they were thinking it really seemed like he's able to come in and stop the run he's also great at disguising pressure um he's a nightmare for teams Randy, you still there?
0: Yep, yep, I'm here. Yeah. Um, I agree. He's Jordan Boyer is one of probably the best signings we've had in years, him and Hyde, um, and that duo has just been great. So keeping them together is going to be huge going forward. As far as this game, I thought the defense looked amazing, obviously, like a lot better than they've looked all season, really. Um One thing I wanted to bring up was Josh Allen. We're talking about great throws he made. I want to talk about a throw he made that I think was a mistake that we got away with. And the throw I'm talking about was, you know, I I did not put the time frame down when it happened because I was watching the game and I was too busy, but uh, it was over the middle to Cole Beasley. Uh, It was the one that gets tipped by the defender in the middle. That was a throw that Josh Allen gets away with. And those are the types of throws that scare me because if you go up against elite middle linebacker talent or safety corner slot corner talent, that's a pick. Um, Now I know like there's a certain website that we don't like to talk about on here that always grades like interceptable passes or passes that should be intercepted. (laughs) But I am a hundred percent sure that when they watch the tape there, they're going to say, Oh, that should have been a pick. Um, And I know it wasn't, and I know it's probably partially because Allen puts so much uh, speed on that ball. But I did I did notice that, and that's one of the, those are the types of throws where I have a few concerns about him. Um, but I do think long term he looked amazing. Offense looks like it's firing. The, the key here, I think, is we've got two more weeks to get right and to go into the playoffs with steam. So I'm all for like you guys are talking about playing backups. I'm all four playing backups when it's appropriate but i do not want us to lose steam heading into that wildcard game i want our guys to be sharp and ready to go and apparently my dog just wants to zoom around the room uh, <laughs> but that's that's kind of where i'm at with this with this team I'm, I'm i like you said i'm ready to win a playoff game i was yeah. i think that's why i was so stoic about this i love that we're afc east champions i'm super excited about it but I want to win a playoff game. Prove that you're legit. Prove that you are for real in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. My only fear is, you know, we saw Stefan Diggs injure himself a little bit there at the end. And from what I've heard, it's not going to hinder him in any way. Um, but I really would hate to see him aggravate it even worse in a game that does not matter. Um, that's going to kill it for me. We've got Brown coming back, and I'd like to see Brown get to play this week um, to really kind of get that chemistry back with Allen. It's been a few weeks since he's been able to play. Um, but I still think maybe maybe we need to – you're on to something, Randy. I do want to see that steam going. I mean, shoot, you, you really don't have the chance for the first round bye at all this year. Um, we need a lot to happen. We need the Chiefs to lose out now. Um, really don't see that happening. But on the bright side, we can kind of get at least what you had written down here, the second second seed in the playoffs. And why not?
0: The number, the number two seed is, is very much in play. Um, you, need, you need Pittsburgh to drop a couple of games. But Pittsburgh has looked bad, and I think they're playing tomorrow night. So I'm going to be very interested in how that game goes. Yep. Um, but the number two seed's big because that means you don't have to play Kansas City until the AFC Championship.
1: Yes. Um. But
0: th- and if Kansas City gets upset somehow, that also means that you now host the AFC Championship. So that's that's a big deal.
1: That that is a good thing. But my concern is. Who are you going to play? Being second seed versus third seed right now. I believe Miami was kind of sitting in that seventh seventh seed in the playoffs right now, as that third wild card team. And I believe the team in front of them was the Colts. I'd almost rather play the Colts here's, in my opinion. My,
0: so yeah, here's my thing with Miami. Um, Miami could easily we we might be able to knock Miami out of the playoffs week 17. <laughs> Um, so even if we're not playing for that, that, uh, number two seed week 17, there's a good possibility that Sean McDermott starts our starters, because there's a chance that we might be playing to kick them out of the playoffs and you don't want your division rivals in the playoffs. They know you a little bit too well. You don't want to have to play them. Um, so it depends on how Miami goes next week and and, then, well, just next week, I guess, because that'll be week 16. Um, But Week 17's matchup against Miami, we could play spoiler and keep them out of the playoffs, which would be how sweet.
2: Yeah, no, that would be really cool. But here's here's something that I think an underrated thing that people aren't taking into account. Go back and look at Sean McDermott's record against rookie quarterbacks, and it's not pretty. Like, it favors Sean McDermott is what I'm trying to say. I think if you put, you know, with this Bills defense, how it's surging as of late against, uh, you know, a quarterback that let's say they do make it to the playoffs three out of four quarterbacks lose their first game in the playoffs. So it's going to be an away game, obviously for the, for the dolphins. And I I don't think that, I think we're giving them a little too much credit. Uh, I think the dolphins are on the right track. I think they're a really good team. I love what Brian Flores has done with this organization and this team and this roster, but I just don't think they're there just yet. Um, You know, Devontae Parker, we don't know how healthy he is. You know, I mean, it's just, and Mike Gesicki not in being inactive this week. I mean, they're, they're kind of banged up in some key areas. They don't have they don't have anybody outside of Jakeem Grant, but we, we can't really count on him to, like, run proper routes. They don't really have anybody that can just take the top off of defense. And if you're going to beat the Bills, you're going to have to be able to stretch the field vertically. So I think the matchup favors the Bills. I don't think they're going to go out – I don't think they can go out and score a bunch of points on the Dolphins, but I think they can do enough to limit Tua uh, and, and from them winning the game.
1: Yeah. I, I agree
0: with you, but I, I don't think – I think if you have the opportunity to knock him out week 17, you take that opportunity. I don't think, Absolutely. I don't I agree think with the that. I agree would with rest that. as starters.
1: And <laughs> look at it this way. Tua's oh. going to have to be playing in Buffalo. It, it's potentially going to be snowing. How is this kid going to be able to do? I mean, he's been playing down in Alabama in college, and then he plays in Miami now. He's not really What do you mean potentially?
0: What do you mean potentially going to be snowing? Isn't there already like 20 inches of snow up there?
1: Well, there I'm is, flying out tomorrow. I'll let you know. That doesn't mean it will be in a few weeks. I mean, there's going to be snow on the ground out there, but there, it may or may not depending on the weather, but it'll be cold. And that's all that matters. Is Miami going to be able to come into the Bill's stadium and beat the AFC East champions? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, that's great. Um, but that's a conversation for next week's podcast because we, we can't skip over the Patriots. Even though they've been eliminated from playoff contention, we still have to play them next. And who? I say who? <laughs> huh.
0: You mean that? You mean that team that was just eliminated from the playoff contention?
1: Yeah. Um, and... I'm, sorry, I'm a little. I'm a
0: little happy about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, and it was one of those bittersweet moments for me because I kind of would have liked to see. The Patriots beat them just for the sake of. I was more worried about Miami making the playoffs than the Patriots. I think there was way more involved for the Patriots to make it. But I'm happy either way. It made the weekend completely suitable. The AFC's champions and then be able to see them dethroned. And how many seasons was it? 11 seasons since they missed the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, it
0: might have been more than that, actually. I think it was 11 straight AFC champions. Yeah, it's been 12 seasons. Twelve. Yeah. Because the Jets the Jets won the AFC one time under Rex Ryan, but the, the Patriots still made the playoffs, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy. It's exciting, though, to be able to see kind of that change of who's taking charge of the division. And the one thing we got to see out of the Bills this last game – was when we took that big lead, it didn't stop. Allen threw the ball deep to Diggs and connected. Um, we normally are used to seeing us run the football in those moments and say, let's just control the clock. Not happening with this team. We are sticking to what we're good at, and we're going to pass the football. And then when the time really comes down to needing to run the ball, we're going to run it right down your throat with Zach Moss, and then Devin Singletary's going to bust one for 50 yards for a touchdown. Why not?
2: I'll take it. <laughs> Hey,
1: I I have a question for you guys.
2: So who's the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots next season? Opening day. What do you got?
1: It's it's tough because at this point I don't think they're able to even be in the conversation to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Nobody's going to trade them that pick. Um, I That'd be completely stupid for Jacksonville to do, and we already know the Jets won't do that. Um, but they do have Stidham, but they didn't play him over cam and i don't think they're happy with cam's performance cam's done all right throughout his career but it seems like he's on that decline right now and he's fumbled the ball in key moments especially in the bills game that is not what bill belichick likes to see out of his quarterback he he likes the guy that's going to come out there and when the time's right two minute drive drive you right down the field not turn the ball over and that was tom brady unfortunately, and. Wow, he's gone, and that's great. I, really I have a don't bold know prediction on this. I don't oh, think I want to hear
2: on. it. I want to hear it. Go ahead.
0: All right. My bold prediction, and I'm just going to say it, and then I'll explain how I think it will happen, is Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Okay. Tell me how.
0: Yes. I know. <laughs> Everyone is stunned right now. Um, my prediction is Nick Mullins has played extremely well in, in relief of, of Jimmy G this year. I know that the Forty ers are trying to get out of that contract. I don't think they want him uh, long term, so I I could see them opting to keep Nick Mullins and letting Jamie D walk, and then Belichick saying, "Hey, I want him back," because Belichick didn't want him to go. Remember, or at least if we are to believe the rumors, Belichick totally did bad. not want him to go. Yeah, Kraft was the one who wanted him gone, and I could see Belichick saying, "Hey." I want one more crack at this thing, but I want it with my guy. Let's, let's get Jimmy the kid back here. Um, so that's my bold prediction for 2021.
2: You know what? You're the first person that I've heard that Belichick will go back out and get Jimmy G who I think is extremely limited. Right. Uh, that, that would be, I would love that move because Hey, you might as well just go ahead and give us a division title another 10, 15 years. Uh, do you guys have a, a, uh, Okay, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me drop this on you. So the, I, I, think, I think they could actually go out and they could get like a Matt Stafford. I think he would be perfect fit for what Bill Belichick and uh, McDaniels like to do. But there are three quarterbacks in this year's draft coming up that I think the Patriots could take a swing on, okay? Uh, I think they could – you could look at Zach right. Mason, Trey Lance, and Kyle Trask. Those are the top three quarterbacks I think Belichick will keep an eye on. Now, Trey Lance, obviously, is probably going to go in the, you know, top 15. I would assume, you know, they would have to, like, I don't know what their draft position is right now. I'll have to go back and check. But I, I think those are three quarterbacks and probably Matt Jones as well from Alabama. I think those kind of fit that Belichickian uh, style of quarterback play. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I think they probably will go and try to get a veteran before they go get a quarterback.
1: You kind of mentioned a good name there with Stafford, in my opinion. Um, with them firing their coach, it makes you really wonder if the new coach is going to want to start over and rebuild from the beginning because Stafford's on his last leg, and they have not put a team around that kid, and they need to bring somebody else in to do it. And why not do it next year when you're to give yourself that extra couple years as a coach because so many times you see a coach hired and fired within two seasons and getting a rookie quarterback in there potentially seals him for at least three to four to rebuild the team Mm -hmm. and if but we really historically have not seen the lions do that dating all the way back to barry sanders they just could not build a team around a guy at all so who knows what's going to happen but i think that is a good name and why not do that and if if you lose again then maybe you can go in for another quarterback in the draft they kind of want another bridge quarterback wouldn't be a bad idea
2: yeah i think it's intriguing i think it's something to keep an eye on honestly uh you're right you hit the nail on the head about the lions i mean when have they ever fielded i mean uh, you go back to what Mitch, Mitchell was their quarterback I forgot to do his first name number 19 with Barry Sanders and, and uh, Herman and, and Herman Moore and uh, another guy they had they really haven't had like a real like build like they just I don't know what the Lions have done over the past 25 years I mean it's kind of been a, a hot mess express over there but uh, it's interesting because you know you got in the AFC East, you know you got the, all these young quarterbacks. The Jets are going to have to hit the reset button. I think they're going to have to get rid of Sam Darnold. I think he – for the Jets, I think he's completely broken. I think they're going to at least have to get rid of Adam Gase. If you want Sam Darnold to be successful, you got to get rid of Adam Gase. If you keep Adam Gase –
0: Wait, wait, wait. What are you what, – what are you talking about? We got to extend Adam Gase. This is a <laughs> pro-Adam Gase show. I,
1: I say Buffalo pays his salary to keep him with the Jets.
2: Dude, I, I have a – I'm scared. Because I think Brian Dable is going to be the the head coach of the Jets if they get rid of Gase.
1: Yeah, that's a good possibility. Um, But if you're Dable, do you really want to go to the Jets? I know it's kind of close to home, but at the same point, that's a dumpster fire. Um, And you've got a good point. Darnold is closing in on his rookie contract being up, and they really do not have a wide receiver core around him. It's going to take a few years to really develop that, and then you're going to have to pay Darnold some money, even though you know he might not be the guy. Why not trade him potentially to a team for a pick? Maybe you can get a first-round pick out of somebody like Jacksonville who might be getting the first-round pick this this time and say, hey, I guess we don't need to go after Trevor Lawrence. We can go somewhere else with that first-round pick. Who knows? We'll see what happens there, but... I think that's something I look to possibly happen is them to move. Cause why not? If they're going to be the number two pick that gives them the chance to get Trevor Lawrence. If they can trade their first round for the next year. You never know.
2: That's a good point. Very good point. So what is it like being in Kansas city, man? Can can y'all just enlighten me on this because you are in the uh, kingdom of the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, it's, like, t- walk me through this. What's it like seeing all these, you know, faux Kansas City fans that come out of the woodwork now? I mean, I see them in my home's jersey every day. I walk around here in Denver. Uh, what's it like?
1: Yeah, it, it's tough. It's it's really rough. And I've never really lived in Buffalo for too much of my life. I've My dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. So when I met Bill's fans, they were die hard Because if you are not from Buffalo and you're still rooting for the team, you're a true fan. But – It's weird for me to finally see that with the Chiefs. It seems like there are those diehard fans who have been Chiefs fans for 50 years and haven't seen them win. And I'm excited for those guys to finally see that chance to see the team be successful. But man, is it annoying to see these guys who were wearing Patriot jerseys last year (laughs) uh, at the beginning of the season throwing on a Mahomes jersey. Um, I went to the um, championship game last year no it was two years ago yeah it was two years ago I went when they were playing New England and that was ridiculous there was a guy who went with me who was not a Chiefs fan and bought himself a Mahomes jersey just to throw it on and I'm like I can't understand that bandwagon aspect of life when I have chosen my team based off me loving them for who they are not because of their winning uh it's different but at the same point hopefully it builds a good rivalry in the coming coming years with the young quarterback josh allen versus mahomes hopefully we get that kind of rivalry going there's a possibility well i saw i don't know completely how accurate it was but there was a verified account said that the buffalo bills were playing whoever finishes in the same position as them in the afc west so we would be playing the chiefs in arrowhead next year and i'm going to be at that game i don't know about you rand that is correct i'm gonna be there and it's gonna be exciting um to... i've already
0: got the pork butt in the smoker <laughs>
1: it, it's exciting but at the same point let's talk about the chiefs this year now it looks like clyde edwards hilaire torn acl potentially out for the season that hurts that does that sucks <laughs> <laughs> That kid that is sucks. electric. He's yeah, so nah, no, i
0: It sucks for. It sucks for him, but I mean, they they still have Le'Veon Bell now as their second string. Which how blessed can you be as a franchise to have Le'Veon Bell be your second string running back?
1: He got hurt at the end of the game as well, um, and I'm not sure. It was sure a minor serious. minor
0: injury. He's all right. It, it, I watched the game and it was basically that they, they pulled his head a little hard. He was fine. He was on the sidewalks yeah, yeah. or I was on the side the sidewalks, the sidelines, uh chat people up. But I, I just to echo what Zach says um, as a teacher out here in Kansas city, like it, it was definitely a noticeable change as the chiefs started to get good. Um, and it, it is very weird how like there were there were there's always been good representation of Chiefs fans out here. I would say they're a good football town, very similar to Buffalo. They have very good fans, very knowledgeable fans. But now all of a sudden you get everyone's a Chiefs fan, and it's, you go, "Hey, who was the quarterback before Alex Smith?" And like they don't know. <laughs> um, so some of them don't even know who the quarterback was before Mahomes. That's how you really know when they're deep oh. in the bandwagon. Um, oh, the, big, the biggest thing that I'm happy about.
2: Oh, Nobody oh, I got remembers, remembers that the guys a funny one. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Right. Like, I am so old that I'll forget. So also, right, good. I was talking to someone today, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love Mahomes," and and they were like, "Well, I love them, you know, ever since he came out." I'm like, "Well, where did he go to college?" They're like, "I don't know." It's like, oh my <laughs> freaking god, dude! Shut it up! Like, shut it up! I don't want to hear your little fake "I love Patrick Mahomes, he's so cute" thing. Like, get out of here with that. Like, you don't even know where he went to school? Like, come
1: yeah. on. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's... Go ahead, Randy. It's, the- a
0: whole thing. it's a whole thing. Um, but but as I would say, like, I think most Chiefs fans are pretty good. The biggest thing is I'm glad a lot of people don't remember that the Bills actually traded that pick to them because I feel like we'd get a lot more grief. I think the Chicago Bears get the brunt of the grief because they took Mitch Trubisky over Mahomes um but luckily it hasn't really been a big thing around here people get realizing that buffalo traded that pick not that i don't i don't think mahomes would be the same player on the bills but we did give them that pick
1: see i'm not that worried about that because honestly most people didn't even have mahomes listed on their board for quarterback nobody knew he was going to be what he is and i wouldn't have expected us to draft him anyway And I'm quite happy with what we have in Josh Allen, let alone getting Tredavious White. I mean, that's exciting in and of itself. We got got him and who else did we end up getting? There was multiple people that technically, if you put together the picks, that we ended up getting with that.
0: Edmonds. I believe Edmonds was part of that pick because we we packaged his pick to get Edmonds the, the following year. Um yeah it's I I would say it's 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 interesting living out here it's cool and a lot of people are really happy for the bills which is nice and a lot of them are you know rooting for us to be playing in the AFC championship so I'm here for it
1: Sterling what was it like being in Bronco land during that during this last week were (laughs) were the Bronco fans scared or did you get that impression at all
2: so yeah, I, I got, I, I you get you get like both sides because you got like Broncos fans who are like absolutely terrified. They already know. Like the ones who actually really watch the games and have like some sort of an educated opinion on the Broncos will tell you like, no, the Bills are gonna come in here and they're gonna kick our ass. And then you have these Bronco fans that I can't stand where they are so delusional. They don't know what it's like to lose. They just don't, they just have this idea that they they could win every game. And, and it's like, they live in this euphoric idea of uh, Broncos being really good, and that is not reality. Like if you do not take your medicine and rebuild the right way, I don't know what you think you're gonna do. That whole Peyton Manning experiment was that was luck. I mean, they they kind of put it together, and so it was the right time, perfect storm at the right time. So it was it was so much fun making fun of Broncos fans this week. It was it's great, and they, <laughs> and this is what they say: Well, the Bills haven't won a Super Bowl, and. That's like 20 years ago, bro. Like, can you give me something like current? <laughs> like, give me something now because you have nothing to say right now. And you are supposed to take Josh. Okay. And it's really funny that John Elway still says that, that Josh Allen wasn't on his draft board. Like, come on, dude. Like, you, can you just admit that you screwed up and took Bradley Chubb when you should have taken Josh Allen?
1: Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm a KC guy. Um, I've watched Mizzou football for the last fifteen years. Um, I really think that Drew Locke has the potential to do something great for that team. They just need to put something around him, and I'm just not impressed with Elway's ability to put together a team.
2: Yeah, me either. I think I think he uh, I think he struggles at that. To be quite honest, I, I don't think he's the a great GM. I'm sorry. Like he's had better drafts recently, but I mean he's had some big time whiffs. And I, I and the, the the sad part is he's not going anywhere. Like that guy, he is Denver Broncos football through and through. I mean it's been it's been written, it's been done. Uh, you know their owner kind of put things in place before he passed away. So John Elway will be a part of that franchise for a long time, which is great. Cause now I can make fun of the Broncos all the time.
1: Yeah, um, so let's move on and talk about this upcoming Patriots game. Do you guys expect us? To do we want to
0: Zach? Do we want to take a? Do we want to take a break before that? No, just out of curiosity.
1: Let's just run it through. Let's just um, go right to it. Yeah. Um, All right. Sounds good. So, what do you think? Do you think we play our starters in this game just to beat the Patriots, or would you rest at least some of them? Guys like Diggs who might be hampered by a foot injury or look at Epinesa who went out late in the game. Do you pull out those guys but keep guys like Hyde and Poyer in, um, maybe keep Allen in? What do you guys think? Randy, you
2: go
0: first. I, I, so, oh, all right, I'll go first. So I 100% start the you, – you're going to put your starters in for this game. I think as long as the number two seed is available – mcdermott's going to play for it um i am curious to see if we pull starters later in the game like third quarter fourth quarter if we start going hey you know what we're we're, we're good let's let's pull like some of our studs. maybe Stefan diggs doesn't play uh the second half because he got injured this game this last game and they don't want to they don't want to tweak anything but uh, if, I'm, if I'm Sean McDermott, I'm, I'm playing the starters. I'm, and he's shown us in the past that he, he's going to play the starters no matter what, even like uh, what last year when they made the playoffs and we played the Jets, they made uh, Josh Allen and I'm, they only went out for like a series or two, but they made them start the game and play. Uh, so I think he believes in, you know, quote, unquote, rust. And I don't think he wants our players getting rusty.
1: Okay. Sterling, what do you think?
2: You know, I'm going to have to agree here. I think you play the starters. It's the Patriots. I don't care if the Patriots are, are, are a winless team. You stick it to their ass every single time. It's it's payback. Like, you know how many <laughs> how many years of abuse we've taken from these fools? Like, you, you score 100 points on them if you can. Like, you let them know, like, who the, who the top dog is in the AFC East. So, yeah, I agree. I, I play the starters. And if I'm going to rest anybody, depends on, you know, how this week plays out. At the end of the week uh when when everything's said and done in week 16 then then that'll determine what we do for the uh dolphins the following week but this week you know the season's not over and and i can i can see how mcshaw mcdermott has these guys always dialed in always prepared i think he's going to always put his best foot forward unless you know there's you know circumstances dictating where he can they can take it easy so i don't i don't think that's they still have something to fight for right now
1: yeah how fitting though that the billboard is getting put up in foxborough this week saying best fans in the world the the week that they're eliminated from playoff contention and Buffalo is coming to town to hopefully kick the crap out of them. You need to humiliate them. That's what they did to us. It seemed like New England really lived off that aspect of we want to put up as much points as possible so next time you remember that ass-kicking you took. Um, and I want to see our team do that, and we've seen – seen that with the Broncos. You know, there there was the run by Singletary at the very end where we didn't need it, but it was great because we practically I think what was the spread, Randy? Was it forty eight or was it forty eight and a half?
0: Uh no the over the right. over under was forty eight and a half. Oh, four, the spread yeah, was uh spread. seven points, I believe. Half. Six yeah. and a half.
1: So forty eight and a half. So we almost got the spread or the over by ourselves. Um which was exactly what you predicted in last episode was that we were going to have the over in this game i don't think you would have expected we would have had 48 of those points but i'll i'll take it we were we've been doing great and look at what we did against denver with limited cornerback play and now with gilmore potentially out there there's a star corner that's not going to be out there to cover dig so i i look for us to take a quick early lead and it would be nice if you can bench the starters by fourth quarter.
2: I would love it. <laughs> I mean, if, that's, if we were up ahead enough to where, you know, I just want to see that smug look on Belichick's face, right? I want to see Cam Newton just look dejected when he goes, you know, 12 of 31 for 120 yards and three interceptions. Like, I want all that smoke. Give it to me all day.
1: Yeah, do you, do you guys remember when Belichick broke his iPad because he was so pissed off that was i think back when Brissett was playing against buffalo and we beat them in that game and he smashed his ipad because he was so ticked off and i want to see that happen again this time with that surface pro or whatever they're using uh it would be amazing but it looks like the point point spread is patriots plus six and a half I think we completely beat that spread. I think we cover.
2: Yeah, no, that, I, I think, yeah, I think we do cover. But, you know, it's the Patriots. And, it, you know what? You know, here's an underrated thing to think about, right? Like, this is a perfect game to get Josh Allen ready for the playoffs. I mean, just, just the looks that, that Bill Belichick's going to throw at him, you know, I, I think it's a, you know,
1: it's one of those, uh, you can learn something games. Yep. What yeah, you- I agree. Randy, what do you think score prediction before we you head on out?
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to pack up. I'm actually flying back to Western New York tomorrow, so nice. I'll see you all soon. I'm going to go to Tops and buy all the AFC Championship shirts. Nice. <laughs> but, AFC East champion. Um, but uh, final score prediction for this game, I'm going to say it is the Patriots. Bill Belichick always has a way of making the Bills, keep it close. So I'm going to say 25-25. No, 25. Wow, that'd be a weird, that'd be a weird be way to weird, get 25. Yeah. Uh, let's say 26. 26. 26 is more reasonable. Uh, 26-20. I'm going to say that we don't cover the spread, but I do think the Bills win this game. And more importantly, the Bills will sweep the Patriots, which I don't. I can't remember the last time. It was in the 90s the last time that happened.
1: Gotcha. Sterling, what's your prediction? 24-13 Bills. Okay. I'm going 31-24 Bills. Ooh.
0: Ooh, he thinks he's back out here with the, with the potent offense.
1: Uh, <laughs> I shoot, know, right? after what we saw last week, I, I, I've got to give it to our offense. We're able to do it. Look at what Beasley did. We had two receivers over 100 yards. I don't know when the last time that happened.
0: Imagine, imagine what Beasley could do if he unblocked the Kansas City of Buildbackers Twitter account.
1: What, are, what
2: is blocked?
1: Yes,
0: it's blocked he, so he he blocked he's blocked us for years because when we first joined the bills, there were cowboys fans going after him oh. in, at, on Twitter, and I jumped in to defend him through the Kansas City bills backer's Twitter account, and I guess he just blocked the entire thread, so I never said anything nasty to him i just i I was harassing the cowboys fans that were in his mentions, but I think he just blocked the whole thread
1: you know, Randy. <laughs> Randy, it might help if you stop calling him a coward. I don't know if that's helping with him um, wanting to unblock you. <laughs> but what, at the Randy? Same... Are you calling him a no, coward? No, he is a
0: coward. <laughs> we have a whole chant, Sterling. We have a whole chant. Uh, and I'd like you to, be, to uh, bring it to Denver. Feel free to use this. Whenever Cole Beasley does anything good, we chant in our Bills Backers bar, unblock me on Twitter, you coward.
2: <laughs> that is awesome. Is okay. That? Okay. okay. You know what? I, I would love to come. Uh, you know, you know, barring if COVID and everything, you know, is good next season, I would totally come for a game. I would totally come down there for a game.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I want to go to Denver and uh, watch a game. I've heard great things about your bilge backer Bar there. Um, yeah. I'm, I really want to go. But, unfortunately, I had at least kind of plans to go there this season. Um, but COVID happened. I had the flyer miles to go. And it just didn't happen. And I don't expect it to happen next year. I'm going to have a baby on the way here any week now. And Congratulations. Thank you. So I don't think there's going to be much flying anywhere for me in this next year. But I'm happy that the Bills are at least coming here. And that gives me the opportunity to see them in some way, shape, or form. So um, that's all I've got. Um, as always, go Bills. Absolutely. Go Bills. Excellent. Thank you for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem.